0: This episode is brought to you by Captain Spaulding's Museum of Monsters and Madmen. Do you like blood, violence, freaks and nature? Well, then come on down to Captain Spaulding's Museum of Monsters and Madmen. <laughs> See the alligator boy, ride my famous murder ride. Most of all, don't forget to take home some of my tasty fried chicken. <laughs> it just tastes so damn good. Buck buck bucka 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 buck buck bucka buck.
1: a metal thing yes what taste david <laughs> david david what is this it's Pretty this is break. i have to kill a lot of people and just tell me what you want me to fuck I, mean, I have big tits and tiny vagina. oil me up daddy. daddy i can't believe the bryce prefers big is- mistletoe alert this is back oh, man, This guy was a real oh, jerk. Oh, how long can Hugo be pregnant? Chop, 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 a chop. Oh, she's
0: such a dick, David. Okay, everybody, put on your corpse handling gloves. You know what? Hoodie Picasso. <laughs> Horror. It is Wednesday, my dudes. Oh! Hello and welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Talk. Uh, We are your panel of expert hosts each week, uh, this week and every week. That over there, that guy is Dr. Bryce Hansen. He holds a PhD in (laughs) spookology. And I'm your professor, Mr. Professor David Day, the foremost expert in scare no-nos. Uh, you know what? Uh, if you're new to the show, you should know uh, that we are very happy to have you here. And um, you know, if you like horror movies, or if you don't, if you just can't stand to watch them, we'll lay them all. We'll lay it all out for you. Splay it out on the uh, operating room table and uh, let you let you take a look at it. But uh, but uh, today is a special day for you to be a new listener. We this episode was brought to you by. Our patrons, uh, who chose this movie for us to watch because they're bad people and we just appreciate them, uh, up and down. They chose for us this month, uh, they get to choose one movie a month for us to watch. And this month they chose, uh, house of 1000 corpses.
1: House of two liter Coca-Cola.
0: If only. House of two liter Coca-Cola. If only. And then I'd have been a happy camper. Um... So as I said, uh, horror movie talk here. Check our website out, horrormovietalk dot com. Uh, thank you to the new patrons who probably had something to do with today's episode: Jamie B, Jackson K, and Grant B. Uh, you guys are cruel, and uh, and we love you. And that's when we love horror movies uh, when they're good. We do. We, we post sure n- new episodes every single Wednesday. Call us at 682-253-4468. I was thinking about doing a horrors episode today. What do you think about doing that? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, let's do that. Um, we'll start out this review by giving brief score. We score on a scale 1 to 10. 1 is bad, 10 is good, 5 is average. After we give our score, we jump into spoilers and spoil the shit out of this thing. Um And then later, we're going to be because of this movie and because of your brilliance a couple episodes ago, we're going to be doing a little game that Bryce thought up a couple episodes ago called "Sufferable or Insufferable," which which had a good response. A lot of people were like, "I like that game." including my wife, who has been pestering (laughs) me to do that ever since. Uh, She's like, I must know your thoughts on the following people. Um, So I have a good list of people who are sufferable and insufferable, and some of them come from this movie. Okay, so we watched House of a Thousand Corpses and were impressed by the use of stock footage and new found footage uh, or new footage made to look like fucked out stock footage uh you guys can check out the trailer i'm not going to do that anymore because it just gets us just gets us hate on youtube youtube algorithms hate it right now house of a thousand corpses is is free to stream on tubi pluto and a few other of those free streaming platforms but i just skipped all that and rented it on amazon because i can't stand Mm. those commercials
1: oh mr moneybags over here yeah
0: it was like two dollars um House of a Thousand Corpses. Let's get in the synopsis of this thing.
1: I got to say, I watched it on Tubi and the um, the ad breaks were a welcome respite.
0: Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to. See, you had it a little bit better than me because I had watched. I have seen this previously, hmm. whereas I don't think you had seen this previously. Right. It is. It's rough. Uh, once you've once all the. Look. Movies on for everyone. Some of you may love this. Uh, we do not. Uh, I can guarantee you. I'm speaking for Bryce right now, which I do very rarely, but I'm certain he was not a fan. Uh, House of a Thousand Corpses is the story of some 20-somethings on a road trip around the U.S. on a mission to find gas station oddities and fright museums. They stumble upon Captain Spalding's Museum of Monsters and Madmen and end up Flies in the web of the Firefly family. Hmm. Uh, the Firefly, Firefly family are a group of twisted backwater Texans who torture and kill unsuspecting kids on outings in their car. The kids are treated to the extensive horrors around the Firefly, Firefly family property before they are picked off one by one. If this sounds like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre ripoff, that's because it is. Uh, Had it been made with the tiniest bit of skill or nuance, it might have been able to get away with being called an homage, homage, or a tribute. But alas, ripoff will have to do. Uh, My review goes a little something like this. House of a Thousand Corpses is uh, quite a sideshow. It's the first of writer-director Rob Zombie's feature films and the start of an obsession for the musician. It seems like Rob saw films like Texas Chainsaw, Halloween, and Salem's Lot as a child and wondered to himself, hmm, I wonder what goes on in the parts of these movies that I don't get to see. Why is Michael the way he is? What other weird things happen in the cannibal's house? And he had to create the lore that he so desperately desired to see. To be fair, those are awesome questions. Who wouldn't want to see what happens in the Texas Chainsaw House the day after the massacre? As it turns out, the answer is me. I don't care about the reality behind the mystery... (laughs) Okay. I don't care about the reality behind the mysteries being shown to me nearly as much as I enjoy being allowed to let my mind wander around those creepy questions once you answer the question of why michael is the way he is i hate the outcome apart from this fundamental issue with digging up and rehashing old movies that are arguably the best of their kind ever made uh the house of of a thousand corpses is just simply a train wreck it's americana turned up to 11 and drenched in neon gas station colors and it smells like the armpit of the oldest nastiest man you've ever sat next to on the bus Uh, The acting is pitiable as soon as Sherry Moon shows up, and awesome when old pros like Sid Haig (laughs) grace the screen. The story is tenuous and boring, the violence is schlocky, the comedy is raunchy, it's just not my cup of tea, Uh, but for what it is, it's pretty influential. Uh, Some would say that it was one of the most over-the-top entries in the gore porn genre of the 2000s, this being released in 2003. I would disagree with those people. But still, anyone sitting down to watch a movie called House of a Thousand Corpses will get exactly what they were expecting. Um, this is a two out of ten from me, dog. I'm not going to lie to you. I did not like
1: this. Yeah. Movie. Um, I mean, we're coming off of um which it was a strong one out of ten for both of us, I think.
0: Yeah, that was a and that was if I could have given Skin I Skinema almost doesn't deserve to be on the scale. <laughs>
1: Rank should really be zero. Yeah, it shouldn't um, be there. But that's a cop out to say that it doesn't deserve a score. Well, I mean we gotta stick to our guns here. And uh, so this movie has the benefit of coming off of one of the worst movies in memory in terms of like anger and uh, just boredom. Um, and I got to say, uh, this one's just as bad. <laughs> I give this one a one out of 10 too. It's pretty bad. I don't find a lot of redeeming qualities in it because <clears throat> it's just so, uh, I mean, I get what they're going for. And I, I turn this movie a, uh, you know, black exploitation movies. Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever watched any, like, Petey Wheatstraw or you know? I
0: think I've seen Blackula.
1: <laughs> Blackula. I mean, Blackula is probably actually one of the better movies in that genre, but they're pretty, um, you know, cobbled together. And it's you know, they're making a show, and and like they're doing what they can. I term this movie. Um, uh, white trash place right white, white trash blatation. like if there's a genre that they're trying to create that would definitely be it
0: well wrong and turn it's... came out I think same year
1: <laughs> yeah but to even say I mean this isn't even on wrong turn isn't on the same level as this movie in terms of low <laughs> quality like this one is really low budget really kind of low effort. The, the acting's terrible. The execution and directing is is awful and confusing at times. Like, it's jarring, but not in, like, an effective way. It's jarring as in, like, a confusing way. Like, it... There are several times where it cuts to a scene, and I'm like, oh, what... What's going on? Like, what... Did, did they just, like, cut off, like, the first half of the line? Like, in this and if that's done for effect it's not effective it's just confusing and befuddling it's like cuz the quality of the movie just makes you think like oh they just um that that first 2 seconds was unusable so they just they just cut it off instead of did a, a reshoot and and you're i'm more inclined to believe that Rob, Z- Rob Zombie would just be like, ah, no one's gonna notice that.
0: <laughs> I think I think there is something going I think you're on to a little bit of something here, which is um if you watch The Devil's Rejects, you don't see that so much, right? So there's probably like a skill thing going on. There's also probably like a budget thing going on here, you know, this being his first feature length, his first time at the wheel. Um he learned a lot. And, uh, and you know, he, he did a much better job editing wise, uh, with devil's rejects. Um, so there's pro there's something there I, I, to say that this was all intentional like that. Yeah. It's could, it also has a little bit of legs, right? Because it is cut apart very with a lot. It feels like a fucking really long white zombie music video. Very, very long.
1: Yeah, there's another analogy I was going to use. Um I mean it feels like there's different segments and set pieces that feel very music video-y um and very little care is given in the story or like creating connecting connective tissue between these different vignettes. So like Obviously, the set piece, <clears throat> the set pieces that they had in mind were, uh, well, Captain Spaulding's museum was one, um, which is probably the one that worked the best, and then the 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 family's house, and like the you know dungeon rooms and stuff like that, and then the um, the Doctor Satan, like third act stuff, which is. You know, yeah, like a crypt kind of thing, and like that weird well, I guess, and like all of them it's just jarring, <laughs> I mean, I guess that between Captain Spaulding's and the family house, there's actually it makes sense, but then it just introduces this this other stuff, and I get that it's supposed to be a surprise, but it feels more like, oh, they just wanted it to look this way, and so. They had to come up with a way to go from here to there um, <clears throat> so I don't know it just feels very cobbled together, um not very consistent or coherent, and the acting is awful um which which is funny because it has some like surprising casting of like in the early career of, of uh rain Wilson and Walton Goggins. And it's crazy because they're so good in comparison. Like you see rain Wilson acting and it feels genuine and like a real person compared to any of the main cast or any of like the other people in his party. Um, and Walton, Walton Goggins is, you know, doesn't feel real, but it, it feels like a much better, like character, <laughs> uh, acting than any of the other main cast in the, in the Firefly family or whatever.
0: I would say Chris Hardwick did a, did a decent job of being the, the guy he was supposed to be. Um, oh, he, he was, he was the, uh the extremely annoying Chris Hardwick fella. Uh,
1: oh. yeah, uh, he's okay. I mean, it's just, out of all the people in here that, like, went on, you're like, okay, well, that makes sense that those people have impressive careers, you know? Rain Wilson and, and Walton Goggins, and everyone else just didn't, outside of well, Zombie movies. not
0: not true. Chris Hardwick uh, went on to, like, create the G4 network and and became pretty big um
1: acting careers until
0: yeah i mean well i don't know i mean yeah i think he was a comedian really um but uh but then he got canceled for some allegations that turned out not to be true <laughs> or at least were proven you know like it was like mm, no uh so yeah interesting uh, bit of he was like one of the first people in that whole me too thing um but uh in any event, yeah, uh, all the things you're saying were spot on. What do you think about my my take on, on zombies' desires? You know, like, uh, it seems like this is like, boy, what happens behind this, you know, in the day-to-day of the cannibals' house? And then you get Halloween, uh, his remakes, where it's like, why is Michael the way he is? And then you get the Lords of Salem that's like, wh- what about, like... As it turns out, like, I, I just don't care. I don't care. Like, you, like give me the notable, the bullet points, you know? What do you think about that uh, take?
1: Well, this is the first and only Rob Zombie movie that I've seen, so I don't have anything to compare it to. And I got to say, it's about exactly of what I expected. You know, I, I saw it from afar and how people talk about it and see, like, clips or whatever, and, and I'm like, no, I, I kind of get it. I get exactly what I'm going to get get into when I watch a Rob Zombie film. And it turns out I'm spot on. Like, I haven't been this spot on since I watched The Mummy back when I was a, a preteen. It's like... Uh, and I think it's, yeah, it's exploring the world of white trash or... You know, however you want to phrase it. Uh, Dumb, poor, white people. (laughs) And uh, personally, I have very little interest in in dumb, poor, white people because they're mostly like the headline is dumb. And like, yeah, I, I know what I know. Dumb people are dumb and, you know. tasteless or whatever it's like it it's not it's not that interesting to me when it's like i mean uh texas chainsaw massacre that entered into like the disturbing and you know that's that's a that's heightened reality it's not like that's not a reflection of you know actual people in my opinion but actual like insane people which you know I think in in this movie at least it's like trying to make it more um, believable you know uh, just tasteless people or, or whatever and then like the insanity isn't quite underlined enough to make it believable it's just like oh you know. And then they also just kill people, you know.
0: Yeah, and you know, for those of you who think we're just unduly hating on like the genre or something like that. I think we both gave Hostel a 10 out of 10, you know. We both enjoyed saw a lot. Uh, you know, um like there are ways to make this kind of thing work really well. Uh, but this is not this is not that. Um this may be very nostalgic for you. Um, this may be, you know, this may be your cup of tea, just not ours. Um.
1: I mean, like, to even to say it's, like, gore, porn, horror, like, it's—nothing really stands out, like, to me. Like, I didn't even think of, like—there was no scene that really stood out as disturbing— Stood out as dumb, you know, like the, the merman scene or the fish man scene. It was like, okay, it's dumb. Like, I, I, I'm not disturbed by it. It's like, it just feels so artificial and, and like, and part of that is just, it's not shot well. It's not shot for impact. It's the same way that like, I feel about, uh, Tusk where, you know, Kevin Smith just doesn't know how to shoot that stuff effectively it's like no you're not supposed to show it you're not supposed to show how shitty your walrus costume is like stop dwelling on it you shoot it in the shadow and like from far away to for impact you know you know what to hold back and what to show and yeah this it does feel similar in that it
0: it does feel extremely hollow. It feels like the exact experience of house of a thousand corpses is literally like an adult getting on, you know, going to a, a county fair and getting on one of those spook show, uh, mm-hmm. you know, claptrap uh, kind of spook houses
1: uh-huh. that,
0: uh, that you walk through for five minutes and then you give them 30 tickets. You know, it's, it's yeah. just that it, it is a movie equivalent of that, um, and uh you know some people fucking love that shit um and they're much happier people than me um so anyway if you're listening to these commercials you should know that you don't have to you can you can be like our patrons who just joined up, uh, Jamie B, Jackson K, and Grant B, and you can you can you know get com- access to commercial-free early drops of the episodes. You get uh, access to a whole nother podcast that we record after uh, this, where we just leave the mics running. It's called the After Pod. We talk about our lives. We talk about how sad we are. <laughs> yeah, we talk about how um, happy we are, and uh, and then you know and you get to support the show for the low low cost of one cup of copy coffee, coffee a month we bring you free shit out of the goodness of our hearts anyway um you can also uh head on over to horrormovietalk.com slash shop buy these nice t-shirts that we got that say team bat on them because in the event of a zombie apocalypse you want a bat not a spear (laughs) but if you wanted a spear for some stupid reason you could also buy that t-shirt um we also got a bunch of stickers and, you know, horror movie talk uh, logo shirts and all all kinds of crazy crap over there. And it's all thanks to our resident artist, Dustin goble old d g uh dick Givens is what we call him over here d g dick Givens he's the professional artist who fucks very hard he also takes commissions for artwork from h m t fans when he's not sick with the plague all the time um contact him at d 0 that's at d g o e 0 on instagram make your artistic and autistic dreams come true um tell him h m t sent you um he's just i talk to him all the time and he's just always sick i'm like hey you gotta stop it get some help you know go to the doctor he's like i won't do it anyway um give us a call at 682-253-4468 thanks again for listening and let's get into a spoiler. where is that thing now we're doing this we're spoiling this movie bryce bryce we're spoiling the movie
1: (laughs) (laughs) in my opinion (laughs) if you're going to fight the war on terror a good place to start would be this nation's haunted houses
0: (laughs) 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 is that adam sandler laughing in the background yeah (laughs) 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 yeah
1: um yeah, I I think um, I, I remembered the other thing. Mm. This movie felt like one of those carnival haunted house rides. I did you not hear what I just said? Uh, maybe I didn't l- oh. listen to what you said. Yeah, no, I
0: just said that exact thing. I was like, you know, you go to the county fair, clap trap. Uh, you know, five minute, thirty tickets. You hand them, and then, and then a little, a little spooky guy pops out of a wall, and the, the clap sound happens, and oh, and a scream okay. in the background, and then. Well,
1: I know that you said that because it reminded me to pull up the Norm McDonald clip, but like that's the other description of the movie that I was forgetting that I was gonna say. Like it's, it, it's, it's especially this, the cap there what is it the doctor satan saints. like oh this is they have nowhere to go with this like they've got nothing it's literally just like when you go, <laughs> when you go to a haunted house not even like the carnival haunted house but like the the like county fair you know halloween haunted house like special event where you're only meant to walk by you're not supposed to sit and dwell and watch something. It's like they got one movement. They've got someone at an operating table and with a bloody knife and they go, ah, Ooh. And you're like supposed to walk by and be like, Oh, well that that's actors and makeup. And then someone jumps out and scares you like, but the actual stuff of the haunted house is is not scary. And so, especially the third act of this is literally just those scenes, but they just sit and look at them for a while.
0: Yeah, it's rough. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's real rough. I'll
1: say the part of this
0: movie, the parts of this movie that I do enjoy, are the parts with Sid Haig in them. Um, right, because he's he's probably improving all that uh, right. or something, and it right. works very well because. You know that guy, you've been around that guy, Mm -hmm. that old white guy who's just way too confident and, and, uh, and comfortable in his own space, you know? Right. And you're in it and,
1: and also is kind of like a hair trigger.
0: Yeah. And just, yeah, clearly has a gun under the counter and a gun above the counter and a gun in his pants. Like, you know, it's just, it's just that guy. And he's and he puts on clown makeup probably not for you, you know it's just on him it's and you're like, okay, like that really works like that's a pretty cool thing also the uh you know the um the the fella uh whom I thinking of um let's see here. Uh, he's Sherry Moon's, uh, it, it wasn't, uh, let me see here. Oh yeah. Otis, uh, Bill Mosley plays Otis, who is kind of a serial killer. kind of fella. He's kind of, he's got an interesting, creepy vibe to him to some minor degree. Everything else is just nothing. I mean, you do get to see about a half inch of Sherry Moon's butt crack in one scene and that's pretty nice and made me very interested suddenly. But after that, it was just, it was just more of her and, uh, I mean, less of her, less of her and more of her, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that captain Spaulding stuff works good. Like that's the, the part that is the, that lands the best. And even if it's like, Messy and kind of, you know, has that same kind of cobbled together feeling. Um, Sid Haig is just hammy enough, and just and like the the character is just messy enough to where you can appreciate it. And it's it's like you know a, a small enough serving <laughs> of. Of uh, that type of character, where it's like, "Oh, this is interesting because this could go, this could go very wrong," as opposed to when you get to the family's house, it's like, "Well, they're all that character kind of, and they're all just like, I don't know." It just it it, it dilutes the effect of it. Like, I they should have just stayed at Captain Spaulding's museum. And made the movie out of that, like, because that was the part that was the best. It's like, yeah, you got a murder museum. And it's like, okay, well, what if the plot of the movie is that no one comes out of the murder museum because it's literally a murder museum? Like, that's what I was expecting was that that was going to be that the house of a thousand corpses, and and no, they go to you go to a second location. Everyone knows you never go to a second location.
0: Yeah, it does. It, it to me the whole thing just smacks of like just the deep desire to know the backstory of texas chainsaw which is we got a tourist tra- a tourist trap and from and that's the funnel and from the tourist trap we funnel them into the crazy people house and that's where we farm the body parts you know like you made up a thing to go along with texas chainsaw and uh, it's even set in Texas, you know, I mean, it's not, it's thinly veiled. Um, and so, yeah, it's interesting because in your head you go, oh yeah, what is going on in that Texas chainsaw house? That, what it, what is that? That's the genius of the movie is it makes your head be like, oh shit. But is it, but then when you learn, like when somebody attempts that to show you, well, here's the conveyor belt. You're like, oh, it's a fucking conveyor belt. I don't give a shit. You know, it's like, ugh. I liked the creepy part. This is just a sideshow. That's all it is. It's just a big sideshow. It's and it's got a lot of it's got a lot of style. You know, it's got a lot of pizzazz. He really likes to be like, look at me. I use found. I'm not found footage. I use stock footage and or I fuck out my. F- film so bad that it looks like stock footage and that's supposed to be artistic. And it's like, it's not, it's just you, we saw that white zombie music video six times, you know, the amount of hits that white zombie has, we saw it. Um, and, uh, you know, now we're in the back of your Dragula. Okay. Got it. Um, yeah, just a bunch of neon and like, you know, threatening, mean, hillbillies and uh and then and then the, like the promise of something at the end of the line right doctor satan the whole time it's like oh the mythology of ooh big scary doctor satan and who he does he do, he's a doctor and so he he pokes you with needles and it's very scary because no don't you don't want needles near your eyes well it turns out he exclusively pokes needles into your eyes and you're like oh no It's just nothing, and then at the end, like you said, he's just like a set piece. He's like a guy on—he's literally like a guy on strings, uh, just just kind of dancing around hauntingly over a
1: a screaming girl. And I've got no strings to hold me down to torture clowns. To, um, yeah. the, The other thing is like the the reason why Captain Spalding works and like the family doesn't is. Is you're shown the chaos with Captain Spaulding, where it's like, Oh, this Yeah. It seems like I mean, obviously he's running a business, so he's not like you know, he's capable. Yeah. But if you cross him, it's like, Oh, this person could could just murder me if I say the wrong thing And that's made very clear with him, even was showing very little and with the family they don't I don't know, it doesn't, they don't really sell that aspect of, like, how in danger they are. They're just, like, just kind of offended, (laughs) (laughs) and then they leave. Right. And it's not,
0: like... The family is, like, treating, is, like, halfway treating you to some good old-fashioned southern hospitality and halfway threatening you with death. You right. know, it's like that walking... But not even
1: death, it just seems like they're going to get in a fight. Or, well, I guess she pulled a knife. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's it's a... I don't know. It It's just, it wasn't... Um, it wasn't as menacing as it could have been, you know?
0: Yeah, no, it, it definitely feels... It feels like a tonal shift happens, and furthermore, I mean, the characters are just... The characters and the actors are just much weaker in the house yeah yeah it's it's hard to start with sid Haig um because that's the best part (laughs) like undoubtedly that's the best part now don't get me wrong the the costume design and and special effects around dr satan and his weird mutant minion kind of cool you know it's b-movie cool uh top tier b-movie cool kind of it's just it's just you don't care, you know? It's just, at that point, you've been subjected to an hour and ten minutes of uh, just weird, like, sweaty, horny old women with bad teeth. And and you're just kind of like, I guess I would fuck them. And then, you know, and then the cop. It, the, the, there's a few false... Um, uh... Um, Peaks, you know, like the cops come by and that gives you is supposed to give you hope, but it never does because the whole movie just feels so hopeless. Because the acting is so bad that you don't care about the story. You just feel hopeless for your own time. You're not even in it enough to feel hopeless for the characters. You're just like, I'm in here for another 45 more minutes. And the cop just got shot. <laughs> it's like, okay. How did you like that long shot of uh, of your boy? Uh, what you, you, you called him out by name, Walton? Uh, yeah, Walton Goggins. Um, in the, uh, extermination. Of oh Walton yeah. Scene.
1: That was, I don't know. Like, I actually, I feel like you might've stumbled into a little bit of genius because that was like kind of cool. Yeah. Cause it subverted your expectations and you're like, is, are they like, at first I thought like, did my stream cut? Like, is it, did I lose an internet connection? Because it just sits there for, ever, and then shoots him, and it's, like, I'll, 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 I'll give it to him. Like, that was, that was kind of a fun moment. That was a, that was a. I really liked it when they executed the cop. It was an interesting choice. <laughs> Bryce, hey, Dash Bryce. I've <laughs> been watching too many YouTube videos. Um, yeah, I. Like, that moment with a better director would have, would be considered genius. Like, if that wasn't a Quentin Tarantino movie, would be like, man, they really dwelt with it, you know? And it felt, like, out of place. Uh, but it worked. Um, but in this case, I feel like, I don't know. It, it's a rare win for Rob Zombie, I guess.
0: What about... Okay, let's talk about Sherry Moon. And why she was a choice for this.
1: Um, Yeah, it's a... I mean, it's going to take a detective to figure that out. But, I mean, again, this is the first Rob Zombie movie I've watched. And that's the one kind of meme that I've heard about Rob Zombie movies is Sherry Moon is in every one of them. And doesn't seem like anyone's a huge fan of Sherry Moon. Um, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Sherry Moon. It's not. It's literally annoying. Like it's really annoying. Like her when she's laughing and like her character. You're just like, oh my
0: fuck, oh my god, oh my god. Is it ever going to stop? And the answer is no. <laughs> it won't stop. In fact, uh, it'll go on for two more movies.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, she's got a nice body. I mean, that's not that's undeniable. And there's plenty of featuring of that. But I... I just... Uh, every time she was on screen and acting, just I was waiting for her to not be on screen acting
0: yeah the thing with her is if you go to her imdb uh you will see that uh, so she starts uh, her acting career starts with a rob zombie music video you may remember it uh, being a a little ditty called living dead girl that was her Um, and then same year 99 she's in the super beast music video and then 2 years later she's in a mus- another music video uh feel so numb and then she's in this and then she's in the devil's rejects and then grindhouse a segment of grindhouse that rob zombie wrote um she's in a couple shorts that i do- i'm not sure if uh zombie had uh, anything to do with like werewolf women of the ss but let's be honest about oh Okay, let's be honest about, yeah, uh, Californication. Well, there's
1: one. She was in Toolbox Murders, which was directed by Toby Hooper. Tobe. Or maybe it is Toby. I don't know. Anyway. uh, So that's an actual filmmaker. Where's that? I don't even see Oh, that. she was in Californication.
0: Yeah, that's what I said. I don't know how big of a get Californication is, but, I no, mean, I no, guess. No. I mean, it's um, a TV show. You know, but then she was in Halloween, Halloween 2, uh, another music video, uh, Lords of Salem, uh, 31, which was written by Rob Zombie, uh, Three from Hell, The Munsters most recently. So you might see a trend. We're not leaving anything out here. We're just reading yeah, directly. It's uh,
1: definitely heavily leaning towards Rob Zombie. Let's see. One, two. Okay, let's see. So she's got 19 acting credits. And out of those 19, I found one, two, three, three that aren't Rob Zombies. Now look,
0: (laughs) um, what do you call that thing, uh, where it's, um, where, you know, you, you, you give, um, preference. Nepotism? Yes. Nepotism aside, um, and look, look good for you, Rob Zombie, and, uh, and Sherry Moon, you've got a lane. People like it. Uh, some people, uh, and um, you know, good on you. Uh, yeah. But it, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't feel like I'm talking out of turn here when I say, if you're gonna act, just take some acting courses. Just take some. <laughs> and I, I maybe maybe she has. And uh, and this is the and this is the 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 exact like thing they're going for. You know, maybe maybe they want it to be like this. And this is really early in her acting career. Um, And I haven't seen, you know, I've seen Devil's Rejects and the first little bit of Halloween 2007. Um, So I I haven't seen a lot of Sherry Moon. It could be that she's really, you know, done a lot since uh, for her, you know, for her art since then but in this it is rough however it does feel pretty intentional um you know her character's supposed to be this way and so i don't know but i did not enjoy the laughing that's all i'm gonna say is the laughing was terrible she was yeah she's fun to look at sometimes um There was a lot of exploitative nudity, um, maybe not exploitative, but, uh, you know, intentionally cruel um, torture uh, of young women who were nude and who were strung up uh, in the movie. And um, I think this really affects some people. Um, It just felt like nothing to me. It it felt uh, it felt. just like a bu- like an a cake made of icing and there's just a ton too much icing and you're just like okay well of course there's a bunch of tortured tits yeah and this.
1: it was all kind of like non-sequitur like it, it would it would cut to like weird montages of like betty page or betty page stand-in kind of thing yeah we're like okay so we're just showing tits now i'm in mean, like like yes, I like it, but you know I don't appreciate it. What you're trying to do to me? Yeah, you know. Yeah, you um, never had.
0: You never had this thought in this movie. Can I see one today, oh, girl? Just give me one today. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I just want to see one of your titties, girl. Yeah. It was. It was just. You were just kind of like, okay, I I get it. You know, it. uh, It's hopeless, um, but also fun because neon. Like, um, you know, like I will say uh, the one thing that's pretty effective about this movie is a lot of the makeup is for effect. It it does what it's supposed to do. Um, I do not like like. You know, um, that older, uh, gal, uh, who, let's see here, Karen Black, um, who's got them, you know, she's got a bustier on all the time, pushed all up, and there's something a little bit inviting about that, until she smiles, and you're like, oh, oh no, bad teeth, which, everybody has bad teeth, uh, makeup on, I hope it's makeup, and, uh, That is effective on me. Like, that was the scariest part of this movie. Um, And I will say, they didn't do that to Sherry Moon, which was a questionable choice. Because can you imagine how much more alarming it would be if you saw Sherry Moon's body all wiggling around and then she goes, And you're like, "oh," (laughs) Like, that would have been pretty good. So I did
1: like the makeup in this. Yeah. Karen Black. That that's that rings a bell. was she? Oh, she's she's a known actress. Oh this. yeah. She was a she's a
0: big uh B movie actress. Uh Karen Black. Um like her big standouts. I was looking at this yesterday. She her was big also five
1: were... easy pieces in Nashville. Those are huge movies.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. no, she, she had some early, really big ones. She was an easy writer. Um <laughs>
1: She was in a movie in 2011 called Some Guy Who Kills People.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, she was in, uh, like I said, Easy Rider. She was in Trilogy of Terror. Um, That's, uh, you know, uh, probably where (laughs) Zombie, you know, picked up on her. What were you going to say?
1: I just really want to watch Some Guy Who Kills People now.
0: Yeah, it would be, I imagine... (laughs) <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, no, she was she's I mean, she's been she's never stopped working in in, you know, B movies um ever. Never ever. Um so she's a well-known B actress um and um yeah, good honor. Um she's, you know, she's definitely beautiful into her old age. Um Okay, well, I don't know how much more there is to say about this.
1: I know. <laughs> The other, the other part, like the, the one thing that was kind of effective too, that was a cool set piece was when, um, the guy, what's his name? Uh, Bill or Otis, when he's wearing the girl's father's face and chest, like that was, that was effective. Like that was cool and disturbing. Um, but yeah a lot of the other stuff was just like okay you know the the stuff in the in the well and she goes into like the hallway with a bunch of dead bodies and then going into the doctor Satan's laboratory you're like okay alright let's move on and then the the Sid Haig you know twist ending was you could see like 50 miles away saying the end question mark <laughs> You see so that? stupid it was so great. stupid that was great
0: that part i was like ha because <laughs> i mean that, i mean look he is going for a motif zombie is going for a motif here and he i mean he hits that motif so on the on the head of the nail over and over and over again that you're like okay he does have a vision you know um it's just a bad it's just a it's just not a good vision for me you know it's like Very much, I've been raised by carnies,
1: and it
0: scarred me. It's that kind of vision, which is actually his story, you know? That is Rob Zombie's real-life story. Um,
1: That makes a lot more sense now. Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I can see an avenue for appreciating this movie in terms of, like, yeah, like kind of a exploitation movie, like appreciating a bad movie or, or watching it you know for the kitsch factor or whatever and like becoming fans of it. Um but yeah, as far as like enjoyment out of the gate, I've I've got very close to zero about it.
0: It's so it's so on its face nihilistic and hateful um that there's just it's it just shoots itself in the foot for me, you know, because it's like, look, there's no hope. You know, even Texas Chainsaw ends with hope, you know, and uh, and this is just like, no, it's all terrible. This is America, you know, and it's like, OK, I don't. All right. You know, like I get it. You have a. You're a millionaire who hates America. Okay, <laughs> like, boo! Oh no, your whole career is based on bad art. Like, uh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> How much room do you really have to talk about it? But that's the beauty of America, right? Like, that's kind of the, it's kind of a cool, uh, iron, ironic sort of little bit in there. Anyway, um, there it is. Uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. You asked for it. We got it. Um hated it. Hate 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 y'all for voting on it. But um, you know, it did save us from having to watch the other option uh that was being voted on, small soldiers. So I don't know. Would we have enjoyed small soldiers more than this? Yes. I yes, we would have. But it's not really a horror movie, so but, you know, if you want to influence what uh, what we watch, the way to do that is head on over to our Patreon and look at the tiers and then decide on the one that will allow you to vote. And then, you know, vote. Um, who would like this movie, Bryce? Just as a quick uh, ending to cap on that.
1: Um, if you're a huge fan of Full Moon Productions, I feel like this would be a step up. Uh, yeah, maybe. this is a
0: step up from Full Moon, isn't it?
1: Um, if you... Like other Rob Zombie movies, I guess. Like, I'm sure you would have seen this already. Um, if you like shrill laughter and bad acting, <laughs> um, go for it. Um, other than that, yeah, you know, it's not a must see, in my opinion. Okay, and
0: so with that, um, let's get into uh, our. Our bit for today, we got sufferable or insufferable. And uh, let's just lead it in with this.
1: Oh, hey-ho, I call it uh, squirrel. I only said you were hungry, Kylie. I don't think it's a squirrel.
0: It's a mink. It's a mink. Really, how do you know?
1: Probably ran
0: over it. It's a mink. In medical school, they make you work on animal cadavers before you get to the real thing. It's a mink.
1: Uh... I'm I'm actually kind of impressed with my my reserve that I haven't used these sound drops throughout the entire. You've been out,
0: yeah. Two-layer coca
1: It's questionable
0: taste on your part. Um, you should have. Just yeah, been... it's
1: like the guy where we got these sound clips. It's like if you made a whole movie about that guy. Ooh, Be out. Two-layer cow collar. Okay. Sufferable or insufferable? Do you you have just a list that you want to go through? Yeah, I have have a list. uh,
0: So this is just a list of people who I want to know what Bryce thinks about whether or not you could stand to be in a room with them for some amount of time or or whether or not you just find them insufferable. Um, Okay. And feel free, you know, if you come up with, uh, if if any of these spawn a thought in your head, um, share it with me. Okay. Okay. So... First on the list is uh is Will Ferrell is he sufferable or insufferable?
1: Oh, he's completely sufferable.
0: Okay. See, I'm Will
1: a- Will Ferrell's got to be a blast. Like right? Cuz like Yeah, I mean he's I I feel like he's doing bits all the time, but they're fun. It's not like a personality or needy thing you know even if you're if you're gonna like be in a room with Jim Carrey like it like 90s Jim Carrey he'd be doing bits but it would also feel kind of like needy of like hey look at me and uh like I feel with Will Ferrell it's it's mostly like for the for the strength of the bit you know he's he's committed to the bit and it's not about him uh (laughs) And all you got to do is look at old, like, uh, old, old Conan O'Brien appearances. He's got some just legendary bits on there. One of my fa- favorite stories of him was while he was at SNL, he just started wearing a an outfit of, like, some, like, 70s actor. And he did it for like an entire season, without saying a word about it. Um. Anyways, I, uh, moving on. He's a funny guy. I I feel like it'd be fun.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. I think. Yeah, I think Will Ferrell would be a lot of fun to hang out with. Um. But uh, I can certainly see. You know, there's a lane of person who would not be okay with that. You know, like my mom would just be like. Pfft, this joker out of here um on that same so okay so actually this reminds me do you remember when zach galifianakis had a comedy career was just a comedian okay like i feel like he went down the acting route after that like he was like oh this now i'm doing like he got a taste uh and then he and then he just kind of like moved in that direction and started doing like you know comedy bits but uh, but they're all kind of, you know, between two ferns and that kind of thing. And and I just I just thought he was such a hilarious comedian that I feel like comedy really lost something.
1: Yeah, he was I mean, he was like a very, very specific brand with a stand up, you know, at the piano. I guess it was really sit down. Um, and. Uh, that kind of thing, I'm not sure how sustainable it is. Man, you know, it just like crushed
0: that. with me. It was like the best case scenario for me.
1: Yeah, it's he it was good, but like I think I think he actually works better in films. He's um, he's great. I just I just
0: will watch it less. You know, I just uh, I just don't tend to consume that stuff anymore. But I would. Le- uh, he's obviously sufferable.
1: Um, yeah, I don't, you know, honestly, I'm not sure. I think for me, Zach Galifianakis might be a little insufferable. (gasps) Oh, what? Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, I think you'd get him on a political topic and he would just like go all in on it and like, it's the same lane as like David Cross, where I appreciate them as comedians. I think they're very funny, and I and I like everything that they're in. But there's this political undertone and like this passion for politics and stuff that I'm like, eh, I don't. That's really That's the want. exact
0: thing that I that I like about Zach is he's not like that at all. Like I don't experience that part of him at all. It seems like it's all ironic to make fun mm-hmm. of a uh, David Cross kind of person
1: I don't know I mean I've seen interviews with him where it's like he taps into kind of the serious the serious and it's like mm. really yeah
0: oh man I, I'm interested
1: uh, because I always
0: thought he flew in the face all that bullshit and just was like no don't take don't take anything seriously
1: yeah I don't know okay well and I, I might be completely wrong but I'm I'm I feel like there's a there's an undertone there where if you like get them outside of the performing field, like it'd be like, mm, yeah, my opinions are important. Like, oh, mm. no. yeah. Um,
0: well in that same, uh, vein, uh, so actually, uh, we had a wonderful video, uh, done for us, uh, celebrating a thousand subscribers on YouTube. You guys should subscribe to us on YouTube. This recording is on YouTube and, uh, and, uh, Produced by our, our wonderful and talented and sexual um, producer, Fart Simpson. And, uh, and it's in the vein of Tim and Eric uh, edits. And it's hilarious. And I love it. And it's maybe the, my favorite thing that we've ever done. And uh, so Tim and Eric, uh, Tim Heidecker and uh, Eric Wa- Warheim, uh, w- insufferable
1: or sufferable? that's it's tough that's a really good question that's mm. pretty tough yeah because Tim heidecker is is probably the best person at playing insufferable yeah like the Tim Heidecker character yeah that he plays is like a hundred and twenty percent insufferable and that's what makes it so entertaining right. Um, but no, I think it'd be really interesting hanging out with them. I think there's a, there's a, there is probably an undertone of insufferable where it's like, yeah, you could probably same, same deal. Like if you got into politics or got into like, you know, world matters, I'm sure that he would like have a lot of opinions and want to talk about them and, and, you know, and I just get rather... serious all
0: of a sudden. Yeah.
1: I'd rather do bits. You know, I'd rather like just have fun with them. Um... Spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> but I think on, on the whole, yeah, su- sufferable. Definitely. It would, it would be a good hang. That I think
0: would... that's a 50 50 for me. You know? Yeah. I think I... <sighs> This is the like, situational.: one of the, one of the only ones where I'm not 100 percent sure they're insufferable or sufferable. I'm, right. like, I'm just like stricken with interest um, to the d- And then I would know pretty quick, you know? <laughs> I mean, like, And it would depend on what kind of mood I was in. Um, right. OK, okay, now we're down into it. Sherry Moon.:
1: <laughs> uh, Insufferable. Insufferable. Yeah,
0: oof. Why? Sherry Moon. Because I
1: would not want to talk to her about her acting career. But she's got so much
0: stuff else going on.
1: Other things. I'm sure she's nice, I guess. I don't know. I don't know very much about. I mean, literally, this is my only exposure to Sherry Moon. Mm. Is her in this movie. What if. What if she was uh, at a strip club
0: and then, you know, walked over to you? And you were also, for some reason, at a strip club?
1: So it's not. So, wait, she's working at a strip yes. club or she's War- twerking at a strip well, club? Well, yeah, I would, I would get a lap dance. I mean, okay, that's not what Insufferable Insufferable is about, David. Well, it's I mean, it is spending, a little bit. It's about spending time in a room with the person.
0: Yeah, the champagne room. <laughs> um, okay, Rob Zombie.
1: Again, I don't know very much about him, but, you know, going off of this movie, I'll you're probably say. Sufferable. I think
0: he's. I think I would. I, I'm interested enough in Rob Zombie's stuff, in his career, in his, the stories about his life. Like every interview I've ever listened to, and I've listened to a decent amount of Rob Zombie interviews, uh, he's got an interesting take, and it is really nihilistic and sad. Like the. But he has some cool interests, uh, a lot of old horror. Uh, movies and uh, paraphernalia that he collects and that kind of thing. and um, He seems like the kind of guy who might lend out Sherry Moon, so, you know, who knows. Um, okay, now the Kardashians, any one of them, take your pick. Insufferable. All of them, insufferable? 100%. Like
1: I – see, this is the other thing, is like I have – close to zero exposure of the Kardashians and it's a it's a point of pride mm. that I really take that I've never watched or really even glanced at keeping up with the Kardashians or any of their stuff. It's just like you see photos of Kardashians all the time and like it's like basically the American royal family which it's just like the to me. Like, why are you so interested in the most uninteresting people in the world? Like what? Just these vapid, like separated from reality celebrities. Um, I'm sure that if I was in the same room with her, I'd be surprised. I'm sure she's, she'd be an interesting person person but also th- there'd be cameras you know and there'd be like a huge entourage and like it'd be the Kardashian world and I that would be so cringeworthy I wouldn't want to be
0: What if she commented on you you know what if like she came into a room and just judged you right off she's like oh so like so So she, a lot of that show is her, is her just passing judgment on her sisters and them passing judgment on her. Just like, I didn't like Courtney today because thus and so, thus and so. And so, or like, she's like that hat, you know, like, I, I would be so instantaneously irritated by the, the, the passage of judgment from this bitch. That I, there's just no there's just no lane. I there no, no, there's no redeeming value, none.
1: Yeah, I'd, yeah. I don't know. Like, I'd probably it would probably affect me, but also there's a possibility that it would just be like, whatever, lady. Like, I don't give a shit. <sighs> okay, in that
0: same uh, in that same lane, Kanye. Yay,
1: Yeezy, insufferable. Whoa, what? Hundred percent insufferable. Like talented, no, no doubt. Um, would be a wild ride, you know. Mm-hmm. Whatever it was. Uh, well, I mean, I, it, I guess the the question is, manic Kanye or like not manic Kanye? <laughs> like not manic Kanye would be be a lot of fun i feel like that would be really interesting uh manic kanye it would be too much i'm there just, for
0: like, it i either way like i think it would just be too too interesting uh yeah he's he's too too
1: interesting of a person uh to me it's nice to watch it from afar like any of the manic kanye interview clips where he's just like like you know hitler did did a lot of good things too it's like it's from afar it's fascinating it's it's a train wreck and it's like and it's the same enjoyment i get out of watching the office which is like seeing other people squirm in a really really awkward situations that's entertaining if it were me it would just i would just feel really really awkward and it wouldn't be pleasant okay whitney cummings uh sufferable she'd be she'd be fun really
0: i think so i would hang out with kanye i would not hang out with whitney cummings
1: i wouldn't i insufferable um yeah i could see how how you could say that but uh i think she's she's there to have a a fun time and i think she'd it would be a lot of like ribbing It'd be a lot of good ribbing. Um, Yeah, it'd be good.
0: Yeah, no, it's like uh, somebody who's too friendly with you too quick. Like, it's a lot of, like...
1: And then maybe she'd let me use her sex doll. Like, you know. What? Well, she had had a, a special where at the end of it she revealed that she got a real doll. Mm. made out of herself oh yeah i do like her stand-up
0: yeah uh i will say i like her as a comedian i just would never be able to hang out with her it's like i I like cat williams as a comedian
1: (laughs) i would not hang out with cat williams uh no i think she's i mean i I see her on like other podcasts too and she's a lot of fun yeah i don't it's not for
0: me (laughs) um okay let's see here um oh uh uh, richard simmons
1: Ooh. i mean this is a very specific use case for me um oh i didn't even think about that yeah i mean he would he would want to get me moving you know yeah be, he would yeah i don't know i mean i feel like you want to get me moving i feel like uh i don't know that'd be that'd be really weird he would just love you he just he, just he would, would just, love you yeah he's just like endless love and I feel like happiness. there's no downside to
0: hanging out with Richard Simmons
1: yeah yeah just he's, positivity and kindness sept-rable. and wanting to help I don't know that's that's a I feel that's a 50 50 one for me like, highly situational it's like I feel it would be dependent on who else is in the room, you know.
0: No, it's just you and him. Hmm.
1: Uh, I'd probably lean towards sufferable. He's he's seems like a like an actual kind of normal person if you have him in private, you know. Um. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. We'll put Richard Simmons in the sufferable slot. Yeah, me too.
0: I I would I would definitely, but there's no question. Like, for me, I'd just be like, yeah, this guy has a, the energy that I want to be around, which is good energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he would just bring me up. Um, okay, last one. Uh, Britney Spears.
1: Ooh. <sighs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to say insufferable. Oh. If you've followed her, if you've seen any stuff from her social media. I have. within the last like decade it's incredible you you get the sense that like this is definitely a person that should you know have a guardian (laughs) like
0: i like i i think that my takeaway from this is i appreciate the manic energy a lot you know like i'm just like i'm here for it i want to see this you know
1: um Yeah, I feel like it'd it'd get pretty awkward pretty quick, but I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe I'm judging too harshly because I feel she'd also be like a really nice person, you know, and, you know, have a lot of hospitality and, you know, and charm.
0: Not a lot of clothes, a lot of hospitality and not a lot of clothes. Dude, the things she posts are fucking insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's like
1: absolutely it's insane.
0: like a little heart emoji covering her clit like <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking insanity. Yeah, it's like, what are you thinking doing this? Yeah. And she's like, I'm living my best life. And you're like, OK, <laughs> <Whoa>. yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, man, uh, I, I had another okay. one. I have I have a final one. Uh, insufferable Britney Spears and Sherry Moon in the same room with you. That's so
0: weird to think about Sherry Moon being like the anchor of, of emotional energy (laughs) (laughs) being like, okay, let's tone it down a little bit. Can we, uh, can we chill it out? Uh Let's chill in the Dragula. Dragula! Um, I had, I had one, Um, but I, I can't think of it now.
1: Lindsay Lohan.
0: Ooh, now? <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, no, that's not good energy. That's, I mean, the manic isn't good, technically good energy, but uh, to me it kind of is. Uh, Lindsay Lohan, I don't know, man. I, I think there's a little too much cigarettes and heroin um, mm. for, oh my God, okay, yeah, Um Oh man, I'm forever gonna regret this, the forgetting this last one. But in any event, that's all we have time for today, folks. I hope you appreciated uh, this episode. If you did, uh, con- consider uh, supporting us in all the places that you can: uh, Patreon, uh, buying stuff on our shop, or you know, even just uh, going to horror movie horrormovietalk.com and clicking the Amazon associates link up in the top right corner before you, you know, buy stuff on Amazon. Uh, a portion of that, uh, of the proceeds of your sale goes to us and it's not a small amount. It's, it's a substantial amount. So, uh, do consider supporting us and we appreciate everybody who voted this month for this terrible, terrible movie, uh, that we are scoring a two, but, uh, if Bryce had his way, he'd be scoring it a one. So, um, there it is. That's how we feel about house of a thousand corpses, Um, no cap. If you want to hear your voice on a special horror only episode of, uh, horror movie talk, you can call us at six, eight, two, two, five, three, four, four, six, eight. We love you with all of our hearts. And I hope that you have a fabulous week and we will see you next Wednesday, my dudes. So peace out. Oh no, that's the wrong one. What's the right one? Good day, sir. Good day, sir. You lose. You get nothing <laughs> is that
1: a fling. This is. I just had to stroll through the scraggly woods.
0: I mean, I have big tits and a tiny vagina.